This is BirdieCast. A podcast about making light of life on tour. We're your hosts, professional golfers Maya Schechter and Leslie Klutz. Welcome back to BirdieCast. I'm Maya. And this is Leslie. And this week we're talking about the new um, brand position that the LPGA has taken. It's called Drive On. And they just came out with it, I think, about a week ago. And it's it's been interesting to see how, how it's been kind of impacting the LPGA and how the players have embraced it and using kind of the hashtag and and really running with it. So I think there's a good little press release article on the LPGA site, and they said in the article, for nearly 70 years, the LPGA has been, quote-unquote, driving on to create greater opportunity for women, standing on the shoulders of our 13 founders and and their outstanding women who came before them. The members of the LPGA today are fully prepared to carry the future on their shoulders, crushing it every day so that today's youth can crush it for the next generation. Drive on. And I think it's kind of cool that it it came out just before the LPGA event in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, which is the, I believe, the Bank of Hope uh, Founders Cup, where the founders that are still with us came out and uh, watched golf and were on the 18th green for players to shake their hands. So it kind of came at a cool time where uh, the LPGA was uh, celebrating the founders. And yeah, so it's it's a cool stance. Yeah, so the main... Part of the campaign is this video. Uh, it's all over social media and on the LPGA website. And uh, if you haven't seen it or listened to it yet, here it is. This is for every girl who's ever been left at or told she doesn't belong. This is for every girl who's been told she's too loud, too quiet, too this or too that. This is for every girl who thinks her body isn't good enough. This is for every girl who feels she doesn't fit in. This is for every girl who's been told that success and kindness are two different things. This is for every girl who's been told to give up. This is us crushing it for you. So you can crush it for the next girl. Yeah, so that was it. And um, I really liked that last sentence. Like, this is us crushing it for the next girl. Um, so the next girl can crush it, too. And I think there there are a lot of arguments between, like, comparing PGA Tour and LPGA Tour and just men's and women's sport in general, and, like, even broader than that, just the, you know, gender pay gap. Um, and even though you have all those arguments, we just kind of keep going. Yeah. And I like that. For sure. Yeah, I think it's... It's a cool stance in that um, the women's side, like you said, isn't isn't quite where the men's side is, but where, you know, it's been almost 70 years and the LPGA is still going and um, it'll keep improving. And with every player that plays now, there's they're inspiring uh, another generation. And I think that's, that's a huge part of playing golf. And I think part of why we do this podcast and – Play the yeah. game is to inspire that next generation and pave the way for players that come after us. And so I think that's that's a big part of 
of the LPGA as role models for for younger generations. So speaking of like the thirteen founders, there are three still alive, uh, and all three of them were at the Founders Cup. Is that right? I believe Last so. Yeah. Phoenix, um, and the LPGA did a uh, talked with one of them, uh, which her name is Marilyn Smith, and um, they did a really cool interview. I wanted to share as well. When I was younger, did I ever think I'd ever have these experiences? Of course not. <laughs> I was just a kid with pigtails that wanted to pitch for the St. Louis Cardinals. I didn't have any dream of playing on the LPGA Tour and having the privilege of meeting so many wonderful players. We had a struggle at first. There were just 13 of us, and we had 12 tournaments in 1950. Total prize money was $50,000. We traveled by car. We didn't fly, and sometimes caravan style from one city. Babe Zaharis was uh, the person that everybody came out to see playing. Babe certainly could make music with any golf club. So when she died in 1956, it was really a rough time. We almost went down the drain. We were persistent, all of us. We didn't want it to fail. Some of us would become very public relations minded. I would go out to Major League Baseball teams. You know, I'd hit golf balls from home plate out to center field for a little while and then get on the microphone and tell all the fans to come out and watch the girls play at an LPGA tournament. People realized that not only men could play golf, that women could play good golf. I think that's why we were successful. I thought golf was a sissy game. You hit a ball and went off. But you find that it's a very humbling game, even a game you never mastered. I grew to really love it. When I went to the University of Kansas, my dad went to Fog Allen, the director of athletics, to see if he could get some expense money for me to play in the National Intercollegiate Golf Tournament. His reply was, it's too bad your daughter's not a boy. So I never got any support, you know, going to play in a tournament. That's why I created this golf tournament, Merrill Smith LPGA Charity Pro-Am, that makes money for my golf scholarship fund. We gave scholarships to help young women attend college. So that's my passion now. It's just fabulous what golf can do for a person. Yeah, so that was Marilyn Smith. I thought it was really cool because we still caravan today, yeah. but we play for much more money. Yeah, no, that's funny. Some things haven't changed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we still drive across the country and caravan and play golf. <laughs> but it's incredible how, I think, with uh, Babe Zaharias, who was definitely the main attraction, and then how it it almost all went away when she passed away and how just trying to build the brand still and going to the baseball games and how hard these women work to get people to to see women's golf and but still there was that gender gap and I mean with the golf scholarship and yeah I mean title nine has done a huge um helped out so much for the women's women's athletics in general so do you think there would ever be a title nine in like professional sports no, I don't think so because it's so based on 
Revenue. Revenue and yeah, just I think it's more viewership is how you're is equals how much you're paid. Yeah. Whereas college athletics, um, I don't know. Yeah, you, since you're not really paid, you're paid in education. education. Yeah, I don't know. There you go. (laughs) Something for you to ponder. Let us know if you have any thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good... I think it's never going to be mandated that we're paid the same. Even though it's interesting because outside of athletics, there's the whole gender pay gap and and how that's closing slowly, but um, how there's laws for that... um, where if you're doing the same job, you should get paid the same amount. And you'd think men's and women's sports were doing the same job. We should get paid the same amount. But I guess because the money comes from different different kind of sources. Yeah, totally separate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, we're definitely not protected by that sort of um, lawmaking. But. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how she said um, she used to go to baseball games. Yeah. Um, MLB baseball game. Can you imagine if we would do that now? Like, on our own, not having, like, a media person set it up, like, you yourself. Yeah. Like, reach out and go out there and hit balls. Right. To the outfield. But I wonder <laughs> if that's something that we take for granted. Yeah, maybe. Like, we don't... As a player, I mean, we do some... It's way more, I feel like, self-advertising and players are posting about themselves and trying to build their own brand and maybe not focusing huh. as much on the, the LPGA and yeah, tour brand. Yeah, yeah. So you'd go yeah, hit that's true. golf balls in a baseball arena and, or stadium and and promote so, yourself. Hey, hey. this weekend, we're playing. Yeah, but it's not so much getting people to watch the, the tour in general. Right. It's maybe. more like announce, oh, so-and-so player is here, they're playing this week, and then you wave or whatever. Yeah, right. Huh. I don't know. So maybe that's something that players could do a better job yeah. of is promoting is promoting the tour and not just promoting yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Some something else to ponder. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So, but I think it's also harder maybe with since sports are so much on TV, and that's how I. Think feel like a lot of sports are consumed now is is watching it on tv so it's it's hard to get the same viewership and audiences when you're when you're just not on tv so yeah. i feel like that's a big a big step that symmetric tour could take is getting on tv which i think if you listen to the mike nichols episode he talks a little bit about um the lpga and the golf channel and how that contract kind of uh is playing out so I think that could be huge, but yeah, I can't imagine, like it's hard enough being a professional golfer and being out on the road and, I mean, we love it, but can you imagine building all of this? Like right. you, 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 it's not guaranteed that you're going to even get, not that it's guaranteed that we'll get paid, but if you make a cut, you'll get paid. Whereas right. these women are going and playing and building the tours they're going and to have in the meantime, competing against each other. Yeah. For that purse. Right. Yeah. That's so... Uh, 
Well, I wonder, because I guess, so there were 13. Well, I guess there wasn't a cut, and like everybody would get somewhat paid. Yeah, right. So. But do you think it even covered costs? I don't know. Because she said, what, $50,000? Yeah, for 13. For 13 events or 12 events or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. It's Probably. Like if they were doing it. Yeah, right. It was probably just enough to cover costs. Yeah. And then in that era where you had the pressure to have a family. and Yeah. But at the same time, pursuing your passion of playing a professional sport. Right. Yeah. It's insane. These women did a lot. <laughs> and I think it's... It's kind of cool to look at the beginning of the LPGA and then also the kind of beginning of the Women's Tennis Association and like Billie Jean King and they had a similar story and I think using the women's tennis as almost a similar timeline to, to women's golf and how has kind of a similar start and and now women's, in the majors at least, women get paid the same as men and compete at the same locations and yeah the venue yeah right. same venue same money at the majors right. and then so I, I feel like that could be an interesting sort of if you look at how women's tennis has progressed and then see what women's golf could do to get to that point and I, you know I haven't actually looked to see what what was at what point it became um, more equal. Um, I feel like may, maybe the Williams sisters had a big um, impact on that. I'm not not really sure. but Yeah, I think what the equivalent would be in women's golf today, if it, if it would take the route of how women's tennis did, like having the same purse at major events. So like in women's golf, we have five majors. We've got the ANA Inspiration, U.S. Open, British Open, uh, KPMG, and the AVL Masters. Mm -hmm. So the U.S. Open is run by the USGA, mm -hmm. is that right? Yeah. They also host the U.S. Open for the guys. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they could do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they could almost be the trailblazer. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's the only, example. well, I guess that and the British Open are the only two events where the men and the women have an equivalent. Not where we have the same event, oh. right? How about the British, the KPMG, kind of like the PGA Championship. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's run by the. It's PGA run by the PGA. Yeah. So actually, we have three. I thought yeah. we had two. I thought we had the U.S. Open and the KPMG. But yeah. actually, you're right with the British. Yeah. Well, actually, the British right? Open is run by the LGU, the Ladies Golf Union. Oh, okay. I don't think it's so run it's by... not the RNA. What is it not? Oh, maybe. I don't know, actually. actually. I don't know the details about that. Yeah. So anyways, we have definitely two majors that are run by the same organization. So as those like could the be... guys. Yeah, um, as the men's event, side. Men's yeah. Event. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking about this yesterday, right? How those, those two, I feel like... I don't remember who we were talking to. Should be the two that kind of are the trailblazers in making it equal pay. Because yeah. they're the ones that have... I mean, they have a men's equivalent event. And they have the money. And like, they I'm have sure the money, yeah. Money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was it? We were looking at the U.S. Open. The men made 
I wish I remembered the numbers. It's insane how much more they make. They could pretty much sponsor just as much as the Yeah, yeah, that's what we were saying. It was really funny. If you look at what like the U.S. Open winner makes, I think it was equal to the total purses on the Symmetra Tour for the year. Mm-hmm. It was like four point something million. Yeah. So, a little sad. But going back to the on the tennis side, where you have the men and women competing at the same event for the same money. The U.S. Open and the KPMG, same organizations. I mean, it almost it would be cool if it, we competed at the same same right. time or maybe like same city, different golf course. I don't know, and then same money because they did they did the U.S. Open one year, back to back weeks on at Pinehurst. Oh really? Mm-hmm. When was like three years ago, four years I ago? I don't remember that. Martin Keimer won and Michelle Wee, I believe, won. Oh. And it was, but I, I feel like that was a little tough because it's hard to have two back-to-back majors on a course. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, the course just can't take that right, much condition. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah, of having, like, really slick greens. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but it would be cool to have maybe, like, in the same city or in Pinehurst where you have several golf courses. Golf courses at the same location. Yeah, and then have them competing for the same money and I feel like... Those are probably the two events where things could be more equal first. Maybe we'll talk to Susie Whaley about it, president yeah. of the PGA. Yeah, maybe we'll talk to her again. Yeah. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think the drive on is recognizing that we've come so far. Yeah. Even though there's definitely a lot more to be done. And yeah. We've come a long way. Yeah. And thanks to some very dedicated women. Right. So. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, viewership-wise, like, TV ratings, how how the PGA Tour compares to the LPGA Tour, if you would, like, go back in time, if you look at the data. I don't know. Do you know how long the LPGA Tour exists now? I think they said almost 70 years. Okay, so let's say seven years. Um, and then I would be interested to see at the data of the TV ratings of the PGA Tour 70 years in. Yeah. It's just so hard to compare, I feel like, because technology is so different. Yeah, that's true. And then it's more entertaining now. And you can, can you can consume it so many different ways now with yeah. apps and scoring and Twitter yeah, and true. Instagram. So it's just... Yeah, it's so hard to compare the timelines. Um, but that's a good point. If we're on a similar trajectory or not and see if... Right, kind of like viewing women's professional golf on its own rather than always comparing it to the mm-hmm. to the men's. Right. Like today. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. they started way earlier. Like, there's no comparison because of that. Yeah, no, um, exactly. But I, that's what I feel like... Comparing it to women's tennis would be interesting too, because and seeing what, what in these sports, like women's tennis, men's tennis, and men's golf, where it's this individual sport, like at what point did it become so popular in the public eye? Because I feel like men's golf, Tiger Woods was huge in yeah. making it. Yeah. Just I mean, so many people started watching golf when Tiger Woods was playing. It was just yeah. so exciting. And I don't know 
if women's golf needs that one influential athlete to come around who I think it would have to be American. Yes. Uh for hmm. for golf team for like the American crowd. Yeah. Yes. Because it's sure. already popular in Korea. Uh-huh. Like they have good players there. Yeah. I remember in Belgium watching tennis on TV because we had two really good tennis players. Yeah. But now I don't remember the last time I watched tennis on TV in Belgium. Yeah. So there's a lot anymore. National pride. Yeah. I think is huge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like now mm-hmm. golf is on TV because Thomas Peters and Nicholas Colsart, they both played in the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. Which hasn't happened before. Yeah. Um, and now it's on TV. So I think like hmm. local um, or like national stars, like within the sport, it's like doing really well in that sport gets a lot of um, national attention. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like it, it's more than it's more than just being good. Because like Lexi Thompson's good. And Brittany, yeah. Brittany Lindsay Paula Creamer. Like, they're good. But they're good. not dominating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you think it has to be... They gotta, like, like win a, every event. Yeah. Or, like, be in contention every event. Yeah. Huh. That'll be tough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would be good. I mean, I feel like Lorena Ochoa did that maybe for Mexico. Yeah. Um, yeah, now we have quite a few players from Mexico. Yeah. And then right now. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, Annika Sornstam was Sweden. huge for yeah. Sweden, and there's tons of Swedish players on tour now. Yeah. I'm surprised that Annika or Lorena didn't do that for golf. Or I guess they did in their respective countries. Yeah. Because I, I feel like there's just another piece to it. I don't know what it is, but... You can't just dominate. There has to be, like, a character. Yeah, I feel like with the guys, if you're watching them, they're, like, way more almost, like, outgoing and, hmm. like, when they're playing. Yeah. I don't know. I was reading uh, Babe Sahari's, her, uh, like, a biography about her, and she used to talk with the crowd while she was playing. Mm-hmm. Almost, like, betting with them, like, hey... You think I can knock that closer than that other girl? Yeah. I'm like, okay, 10 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. With the crowd while she was competing, like, in a huh. tournament. Yeah. Like, um, and that's super entertaining. Yeah. For, like, a spectator, right? Right. Um, huh. I feel like Babe, back in the day, I have a sense that she was very much an entertainer. Yeah. Rather than, like, yeah, she was really good, but also the entertaining part. Yeah. Do you feel like Babe did that because she was growing a tour? Or do you think she was like that? Um, I think she, from reading the book, I think it made it seem like it, it was all planned. It yeah. was all like... She was doing it because she was trying to... Like, yes, for herself, but also obviously for the tour. Because, yeah. I mean, that, that was basically you, equivalent. I can't imagine a player walking up to some fans and like, hey... Like today? Yeah. Yeah, right. You don't do that. Yeah. But why? Yeah, cuz you're not willing to risk your own own game. Right. It's not the best for way the to entertainment. Like play well. Yeah. Right. And you got 143 girls to beat. Yeah. So why should you be entertaining a couple mm-hmm. spectators maybe at the cost of a few shots? I yeah. Don't know. Right. 
I don't know. Also, golf isn't so much watched. Crowds aren't what make the money, I feel like. So I think you... I think TV makes yeah. the money. So like, how, do you, business, how are you? Business-wise, if you're on TV, yeah, I'll sponsor your event. If my sign is going to be there yeah. on Golf Channel, great. Yeah. Right. Like, that's that's what makes the money. That's what the value is based off. Right. Not, it's not based on how good your players are or, like, how many people are going to come watch. Yeah. Because that's so, relatively small to how many people watch on TV. Right. So that's what I mean with what babe, Babe's approach of enticing these couple of spectators. I feel like that's a risk you're not even willing to take anymore because it's just a few spectators. And right. That doesn't... And back in the day, it wasn't on TV. Right. Like you had to that's bring how people you, out. Yeah. Right. That was... A, yeah, so, yeah, it has changed. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if people have any thoughts on this, feel free to reach <laughs> out. We're obviously stumped. <laughs> but we think about this a lot, and it's yeah. really interesting to talk to other players and see yes. what they say. Because I was talking to a mini-tour player on the men's side and um, kind of his his take on why sometimes women's golf is seen as kind of less exciting than, than the men's side and he made an interesting point that men's golf is he phrased it as more volatile so they like they hit some crazy shots I mean you hit see players hit a driver like oh. in another fairway or into the woods and then they have to hit these crazy recovery shots and it's on the women's side it's a lot right. more I mean, just with the slower club head speed, you, I mean, you keep it in the fairway more and hit greens. And I mean, it is statistically women on the LPGA do hit more greens than men. So it's, huh. I think, but that sort of added entertainment of watching this guy hit this crazy shot, like Bubba Watson on 18 at the Masters, like he hits it in the trees and then hits his crazy, you know, shot around the trees but you don't really see that on the women's side, but that's really exciting. And people feel like they, it's like that draw of these people are doing things that I wish I could do. Yeah. Whereas women, I mean, at the Phoenix event last week on the LPGA, the winner I believe was 22 under. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot of birdies <laughs> for four rounds. That's pretty insane. Like, you're playing really good golf, but it's seen as less exciting because it's really good golf that is just fairway and green and make a putt. So I don't know if I agree with that or disagree with that, but it's and it wasn't necessarily his view. It's just something that he's heard people mention. So um, That's interesting. What I'm thinking of now is, like, Phil Mickelson and, like, his amazing yeah. flop shots, and I'm trying to think of like who I would point to on the LPGA as like that person. You. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Leslie <laughs> loves to hit flop shots. I'll be that one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you do love yourself a flop shot. <laughs> I wasn't going there. <laughs> Thanks, Maya. You're welcome. Yeah, but that's yeah, exactly. Right, because yeah, that's interesting. Because, Instead, we have like, like Envy Park who anybody. can't miss a putt, or Stacy Lewis who is like an incredible ball striker. Yeah, maybe they should make 
golf courses like tighter or something like that. Yeah. For LPGA events, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Or yeah, long longer. I don't. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, I don't tighter. Know. Pick really tight golf courses so we have to hit tree punch shots. But right. then you also risk making scores go up. Because I know yeah, it's like always fun to birdies. watch. Yeah, like at the at the Phoenix event, they moved up some of the par fives and made them reachable coming down the stretch. So you, Give me some eagle Yeah, so yeah. there's that, that balance as well. People love to watch birdies. So, yeah. yeah. There's That's a lot to this puzzle. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an ongoing conversation, mm-hmm. at least on Symmetra Tour, I feel like. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, neither positive or negative, just like discussing on yeah what it is today and what it has been and what might happen. Yeah, exactly. While we just keep driving on. Keep driving on. <laughs> exactly. Well played. Yeah, I think it's a cool initiative that the LPGA started. Um, I think it's a good branding. Yeah. Position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it could be kind of cool to see how it affects. Um, junior golf and and yeah. girls golf because that definitely is is the future and we're talking about having that really exciting American golfer and she might be a little seven year old that is yeah. just picking up a club and finding her passion in golf so it's a cool cool prospect to think that you know tomorrow's world number one is just getting started so yeah. Yeah. No. Well done, LPGA. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that person would have to be American. I think they would definitely have to speak good English and have, like, good interviewing skills. Yeah. That's the thing. They Yeah. Because if you look at LPGA be... now, like, let's say top ten, half is, half is Asian. Mm-hmm. And English is, like, a second or third language. Mm-hmm. And having, like... If they haven't been to, like, college in the U.S., that's a difference, too. Um, but, yeah, you can immediately tell, you know, just based on an interview. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like that does play a factor. Interviews. Like interviews in yeah. English. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. But there's also the fact that golf is big in the U.S., but I'm totally fine with it being even bigger internationally. I mean, yeah. there's... The U.S. is a small part of the world, <laughs> and if it grows everywhere else, I feel like that's fine. Like the next prize, you could yeah. be from anywhere as long as it brings people. In fact, maybe it would be even better if it was a European or an Asian, and then it brought yeah, those I just people. Yeah, I feel like the LPGA is the American tour, right? I know, because but it's everywhere else, so you got, like, you got the European tour, you got the Korean tour. So I guess LPGA is still the American tour. Yeah. So I guess that's why um, the LPGA okay. would need an American. Yeah. Yeah. For the American crowd, because it's the American tour. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But it's it's so hard. I just feel like the LPGA is gonna have such a hard time competing with the PGA. Yeah. And that brings up an interesting yeah. point. How maybe we've talked about this? Where I feel like the LPGA should play like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Or Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Or Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Because then it's 
It doesn't overlap. It's so with the hard PGA with the PGA. Yeah, like it, our Sundays. Yeah. I mean, even what that is on TV. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's like, why even compete? Why not just have a different product right. on right. different days? Right. Yeah. So and have personally, you tried that or something like that? Uh, I don't know. I know. I have tried that one time. Like the Hawaii event. Oh, that might have been it. Is but it's. It ends on Saturday because it that's oh. Sunday where the sponsor is. I I think you maybe it's a Korean sponsor. I'm not oh, sure okay. actually, but where wherever it's the sponsor is from, it's Sunday there. So. Oh, so they can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. How cool with that? Huh. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so that's an interesting idea. I mean, it doesn't really matter to us when we play. No, we've always played on Thursday through Sunday, but it's just another day in the week for us. Yeah. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. And then we're not competing with any other sports and yeah, I mean, Eris in the evening for a few hours and maybe people would watch it then. So the WNBA also mm-hmm. has a very similar line, like, comparing to, like, the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, speaking of which, uh, the other day, we're talking about the LPGA, how it's not the WPGA. How yeah. do you feel about that, Maya? I think that's very strange that it's the Ladies' Professional Golf Association instead of just the Women's Professional Golf Association, because it's not the Gentlemen's Professional Golf Association. I don't know, ladies just, it seems very old-fashioned to me. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Do you not agree? I kind of like ladies. Oh, I like women's. It makes me, it's like athletic, and we're athletes, not dainty ladies. <laughs> With skirts to With skirts our to, Yeah, exactly. I per- Personally, I don't mind it. Yeah. I like the word lady. Yeah. If I'm called a lady, I smile. So. <laughs> there you go. Instead of, hey, woman. Hey, woman. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That <laughs> wasn't a really flattering case. Um, yeah, so there you go. Leslie likes ladies. And it sounds better, girls. LPGA. Like, yeah. it rolls off. That's true. I can't, personally, I kind of like it. But I do understand your point. Yeah. Like, why is a greater sport... W something. Yeah. Like WTA, WNBA. Yeah. And then it's LPGA. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, and then when you talk to people, they ask if they don't really know golf, they'll say WPGA. Yeah, I've had that before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like, it actually, might, it's LPGA. <laughs> it just makes sense. But yeah. I think that's. Maybe it didn't back in the day. Yeah. Probably, well, right. There just weren't women's sports. Yeah. <laughs> that makes something up. Yeah. No, exactly. I don't think it'll ever change just because the branding is so heavy into LPGA that I don't think they'd be yeah, willing to change it to WPGA. But right. maybe it'll just be PGA one day. Maybe it'll just be one thing. That would be awesome if you if like PGA Tour and LPGA Tour would just be under one umbrella. Yeah. So like, there's no men's golf. There's no women's golf. It's just golf. golf. Yeah. yeah. If all the events were together and we just, I mean, you competed. Women, women and men competed separately, but on the same courses every week. Like, 
the Vic Open in Australia has men and women competing on the same course, and they uh, so tee times are alternating men and women, um, oh. and they compete on the same golf courses. So I mean, you could just have men and women competing together week in and week out. Why yeah. not? I feel like LPGA is a good product. Like, I feel like some TV channel has to just pick it up and make make something of it. Like, it's there. It's kind of like a raw product. Mm-hmm. But you can do it so would take much some, with it. I think, feel like it would take a lot of initial investing. Yes. Yeah. 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 But you're right. Yeah, for sure. And so far, I guess nobody has really been, been willing to take that risk. No. Right. Yeah. Maybe the Golf Channel will here soon. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. So, we'll yeah. see when the new contract. Yep. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, listening to, to Birdie Cast. Cast.